You're listening to IMO from Viewpoint Podcast Network. Our weekly podcast is all about pop culture, teen issues, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Sam Keeney from Viewpoint Podcast Network, and this is episode two of IMO, the weekly podcast covering pop culture stories teens can relate to. Remember to tweet along as you listen using the hashtag IMOPodcast, and do note that our podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search IMOPodcast. On today's show, we have Diego, also known as Diego Soares, who has over 26,000 YouTube subscribers, over 71,000 YouNow fans, and just reached 100,000 followers on Instagram. But let's get beyond the numbers. On today's show, we'll be talking all about Periscope and YouNow, YouTube, and Tidal. So welcome to the show, Diego. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for being here. This is my first interview with anyone, so I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> it's my first interview with anybody as well, so I'm just as nervous. Yeah, but I'm really excited to like, get your perspective on some of these topics today. Yeah, I think they're, they're pretty interesting, and when I was looking at them anyway, I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, so let's get started, all right? So uh, our first topic here um, is for Periscope. So for the last month, there's been a big push in live video broadcasting. With apps like Periscope, mainstream media is beginning to focus on how cool it is to be in the moment. But YouNow has been around since 2011, but is still not a giant community. Uh, but you broadcast on you now just about every day. So why do you think it hasn't taken off yet? Um, the reason I think you now uh, kind of hasn't gotten bigger is that it was different uh, a few years back. I haven't been on the site that long, so I really can't say. I've only been on you now for about six months. Mm-hmm. But um, it used to be really different. You now used to be a thing where like you upvoted broadcasters to actually keep them broadcasting. So a like actually meant you like stayed on the air for longer but you could also dislike people's broadcasts which meant it would actually kick them off if they got enough dislikes but um somewhere within a few years back that actually changed and i think after that changed it like lost a lot of the community that was part of the old you know and it kind of restarted as this new um this new community but since i've started you know like the top trending list has been like whenever i first started the biggest broadcaster on here was Hobby Brutt, Zach, and he broadcasts every day. And he used to get, whenever I used to start broadcasting on here, was about 500 viewers. But now, every time he broadcasts, he's getting upwards of 4,000. So that just shows how much the site has grown as a, uh, like as a community. It's just, there's more and more active users every day. Yeah, and I've uh, been just watching it recently, and it just seems like a really cool way to interact with people that are up and coming and just get to know people on a more personal basis than it's different from like YouTube where they record videos like prior but now you actually get to see them live I think that's interesting yeah that's why I love it so much I I personally love you now more than I think any other social media that I've ever used because it's so fun you just kind of sit here and you get to interact with your fans and you talk to them and it's more like on a personal level which makes it more awesome I think yeah I think apps like this are really gonna take off in future years because it's more personal and I think fans really like connecting with whoever they're watching in a more personal basis. Yeah, of course. And the, the reason that I think uh, YouNow is just probably one of the best broadcasting sites is that it really does um, like help out people that are up and coming. Like whenever you go on other broadcasting sites, like I'm going to use Twitch for example where you play like uh, video games live and you can have the video game showing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to get noticed on there. Like, you can stream for months and only get, like, 20 viewers, but there's some people on there that it's basically monopolized by the biggest broadcasters who get, like, 20,000 viewers, and they're always, you know, first in the 
the um the game that they're playing, and a lot of people are always watching them. But whenever uh they whenever that broadcast goes offline, their viewers can just sit there and they just leave. But on you now, whenever a big broadcaster goes offline, that's like like um if I was in the guys hashtag on you now, and mm-hmm. someone were to get off ahead of me that had like ten thousand viewers, it would actually send um their viewers to me and I would be able to introduce myself and it basically makes it to where even the biggest broadcasters share their uh, fans with newer broadcasters so you're always finding new and upcoming broadcasters and content to watch if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's great. That's a great service. I can see it become really popular soon. Alright, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, Last month, Jay-Z held a press conference with a whole bunch of other rich artists to announce a site called Tidal. Uh, Jay-Z continues to say that says that artists are taking back control of their art and that title will change the course of music history, but basically it's just a pricier version of Spotify. So both music fans and the press are either saying that the service is overpriced, considering that it's either ten to twenty dollars a month. Uh, so Diego, you love music. What do you think about title? Well, the thing that I saw at first with Tidal that really uh, turned me on to it was it actually featured music videos as part of the content. It wasn't just music. So I thought that was in its own like a really cool, um, really like revolutionary thing because on these other sites like you know Pandora, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera, they don't actually have the music videos to the song. I need to go to YouTube for that. But if you could have um, an artist's uh, entire playlist with all their music videos. I think that in itself would be a really like intuitive and really just awesome thing. So I mean, I think the site's gonna be awesome, but I mean, I don't think it's gonna turn me off from using Spotify though. I mean, ever since I've like found Spotify, I've been on that app like every single day. I'm a Spotify Premium member, and mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to pay you know fifteen dollars a month for that. So. Yeah, I think depends. it's I think it's a little overpriced. Uh, ten to twenty dollars a month just seems like I don't know. I wouldn't be willing to pay it personally, but I think these people like they're so ready. Like Jay Z is one of the biggest artists in history, and he created this. And I think he's only doing it to earn more income. I don't really think he cares about music or his fans. I just think he wants to bring a little more revenue every month. Uh, so I think it's a little bit overpriced, and I can see why some people are kind of having a hard time with the issue of price, and they don't really want to pay it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see within you know the next year or so whether or not a lot of people actually pay for it. And if and if he really doesn't care about you know the actual uh, music artists and his fans, then if he's not making that much money because people think it's overpriced, then we'll see. Because if he does, then he'll end up dropping the project. So. Yeah. Uh, now I know as you're talking to us, you're streaming on you now for Ryan's Light. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that charity? Okay, so Ryan's Light um, started with the death of Ryan Dustin Wagner, who was a friend of the family. He died when he was six years old from lymphoma. Um, the way that we knew him was my mom was actually a teacher's assistant, and she actually helped teach Ryan in yeah. school. And uh, whenever he was diagnosed, um, she would go visit him in the hospital, and we were really close with the family. Um, But he ended up passing away, and with the death of him, his parents, Anita and Josh, started a foundation called Ryan's Light. Um, Ryan's Light is an organization that gives musical therapy to uh, kids that are going through cancer treatment, so it buys them things like ukuleles, music lessons, etc., and we actually just reached our goal of $1,000 um, in donations for oh, just today. That's great. Uh, if Can people still donate? Like, how long do they have to donate? Um, I think I'm going to be closing the donations after today. 
But if anybody does feel like donating, uh, it doesn't have to be through me. So you guys can go to ryanslight.org and you guys can donate um, any amount through PayPal. All right, that's great. Um, our last story is all about YouTube's paid subscription service. You've heard of Vessel, Netflix, Hulu, and many more, but are you willing to pay for YouTube? News broke earlier this week that YouTube's ad-free subscri subscription service is finally on the way. The new service will allow monthly subscribers to watch videos without ads. Now, for content creators, this means a boost of revenue, as it will be split 50-50 between YouTube and the creator. But the question is, is the average user willing to pay for what has always been free? Diego, you're an active YouTube watcher as well as a video creator. What do you think about the jump to the ad-free service? Well, see, the thing about this is I'm actually really happy about this step because it's, it's very, very smart. Because if you think about it, if you watch TV, let's say you watch TV, would you pay an extra $10 a month to never have to see another um, commercial break on TV ever again? Yeah, probably. Well, that's how I feel about YouTube. I think people don't understand that some people put as much work into their YouTube videos. I'm not going to say that I do. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely not at that point yet where my uh, videos are, um, you know, TV content standards or whatever you want to call it. But there are some people out there that really do work very hard on making their YouTube videos, extremely hard. And if um, people aren't willing to treat that as the same as like a actual company does producing, um, you know, TV shows on a network, then I feel like people really aren't appreciating the art that or the hard work that people actually put into YouTube videos. And the thing is, um, a lot of people just block ads on YouTube. I know um, I'm one of the people who I have ad block on my computer, which means uh, any ads that are very intrusive, like something that would stop my YouTube video halfway through, um, yeah. my browser actually blocks that. And I think it's actually like 40% of people that are on YouTube actually have an ad blocker. Yeah. And um, the thing about that is, is it's it's restricting money from a YouTube content creator because you don't want to be annoyed with ads. But I'm pretty sure people aren't doing it because uh, they don't want to support their you know, favorite YouTuber. I'm pretty sure more than anybody would be happy to uh, support their YouTuber by giving them $10 a month, but not a lot of people would be willing to support their YouTuber by you know, watching 50 ads before their video. So I think it's a really, really um, awesome thing that YouTube's doing uh, with this whole, you know, ad-free subscription, and I think it's really gonna make a lot of content creators and viewers um, happy. Because I know I'm, I'm very, I'm stoked about it. I yeah. Think it's thing. Yeah, I agree. Because I think a lot of times when you're watching YouTube and YouTubers, people don't really understand that this is a job for a lot of them, especially the ones that are doing this every single day. Like they put a lot of work in it, and I know they have sponsors, sponsorships and stuff like that. And I think when they post ads and they talk about a product, a lot of fans and viewers can't understand that this is the way that they have to make money because they're spending all of their time. This is their job. So I think it's a nice way, you know, if you're not a person that likes to watch the ads before the video or listen to sponsorships, you know, you just pay the 10 extra dollars and you don't have to see that anymore and the creators of the YouTube videos are still going to get their well-deserved profit. See, because that's what I think I'm going to do. From now on, whenever that comes out, I'm definitely going to end up just taking off my ad blocker and I'll pay that $10 a month just so I know I'm supporting my favorite YouTubers. But at the same time, I'm not getting annoyed with the ads. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, thanks for joining us today. That's going to do it for the interview, Diego. Um, you can find Diego on Twitter at DiegoSource underscore, and you can find him on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at DiegoSource. Uh, thank you for listening to episode two of IML on Viewpoint Podcast Network. You can find the show notes and links at viewpointnetwork.com slash IMO. I'm Sam Keeney, and you can catch up with me at Sam Keeney on both Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This Viewpoint Podcast Network show is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and up for streaming, along with our show notes at viewpointnetwork.com.